we don't get nervous, we bring our energy. And so before you get on stage, you're not, you're not scared. You're not scared. That's not fear. That is energy and adrenaline running through your body to prepare you to be an incredible speaker. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't have the same energy coming out on stage. So I want you to reframe. That's not fear. That's not nerves. That is energy preparing you to be a great speaker. I think you just named your third book live on my podcast. See, now I don't even know what that would be. I just talk. Bring your energy. There you go. Too legitimate to quit. Instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the sensational Suze Chadwick. Suze Chadwick is a bold business branding and speaker coach, taking your brand, I love this, from basic biscuits to delectable got-to-have goodness. If you want to be the go-to person in your industry, or you want clients clamoring for your brand of awesome sauce and saying, you are the only person I want to work with, then you are in luck. With over 10 years as a brand consultant, working with global brands as well as solopreneurs, Suze knows what works when it comes to creating a business and personal brand that connects and stands out. Recognized as a top 10 branding coach by Yahoo Finance and contributor to Entrepreneur.com, Savvy SME, and many other business publications, Suze is also the author of Play Big, Brand Bold, host of the popular Brand Builders Lab podcast, and the creator of Brand Builders Academy, the Bold Speakers Collective, and Brand Leaders Lounge. Suze works with savvy women in business to create confidently bold brands and profitable businesses without the burnout. All the way in Australia, Suze, what do small business owners need to focus on this week? Annie, so good to be here. You know something for me, I just think that right now how small businesses are building their brands and getting their message out there in a really clear and concise way and in a way that they enjoy is Mm. so important as well. So, you know something, I'm I as a brand coach, something that I talk about all the time with my clients is Like how are they showing up in different platforms, but not just showing up, but are they clear on their message? Are they clear on what they want to be known for? You know, have they really crafted that message so that they know that it's going to connect and impact and land with the audience that they really, really want? And I think that why I'm so passionate about small businesses or small business owners and entrepreneurs becoming confident speakers is because there's really not an option these days. Like every platform that we're in requires you to share your message. Mm -hmm. And now even more so your voice. So whether it's podcasts, whether it's Clubhouse, whether it's Instagram stories, reels, videos, YouTube, whatever it is, 
the majority of the platforms that we're on now, you can make a much bigger impact if you're willing to open your mouth and actually speak and share your message in a really confident way. And I think that that's something that a lot of businesses that I kind of come in contact with when they come to me, they're like, I just, I don't feel like my message is landing or I don't feel like it's sharp enough or I don't feel confident to really talk about it. And something that I learned quite a long time ago that I, that I talk about all the time is that I was at a storytelling workshop and the guy that was running it said, your message can only be honed when it's witnessed. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that what we do is that we create these thoughts and messages and that in our heads and we think them over, we think them over, we think them over. But it's only when you actually start talking about it that you can see the reactions, that you can yes. get the res- that you can get the responses. And so I might, you know, and I joke around and say the, the messages that I've spent hours crafting, sometimes I put them out there. I'm like, this is gonna kill it. And I put it out there and there's crickets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then- oh yeah. And that's always like when you get cocky, like yes. you're like, this is the single greatest point I've ever made in my life and yeah. then it's like uh, like it's gonna put me on the map yeah like, like people are just oh my god like I can't believe this is gonna go like, viral boom, and then you get I'm Brene Brown and Marie Forleo overnight ba-bam and then yeah. nothing but then you put out like a picture of your dog and get 18 speaking gigs and you're like what what but yeah. I love you know I love that you said that we don't really have a choice anymore because no. we don't like you can hire a copywriter you can hire a speechwriter you can hire and should hire a messaging and brand strategist like you to get your points in check right however you can't farm your voice out you're not gonna hire a voiceover actor to go on clubhouse for you that would be really Weird. strange Right. Like you can't be on you can't send a a podcast representative like that would be so strange. Like a lot of people try to book on this show through their booking staff. I love all of you. Shout out to the booking staff of all of my guests. You are so hardworking, but like they're not going to send their lackey to do the interview for them and say, I have brought a prepared statement like that doesn't work. These mediums require our presence, our literal and figurative voices. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and and I think that's so true. Like we've, you know, like we were just saying, you can craft something and put it out there, but sometimes it's just when you're, you're speaking from the heart and you're speaking about what you're passionate about and you're speaking about what you see and your observations and the things that you really want to share when it's just not even crafted or you haven't thought it through, you're really just kind of speaking off the cuff. And this has happened to me so many times where I've just been on a podcast or I've been doing something. And I remember a while ago I was on a podcast and I hadn't named, I'm writing my second book and I hadn't named it yet. I still, and, and I'm still working on the title, but, but she asked me a question about branding and that. And I always say, you know, something like I would rather be a brand magnet than a marketing megaphone and I was like and I'd never said it before and I was like that's the name of my next book (laughs) I love when shit like that happens that happened on Clubhouse yesterday because they had reset the room like three times 
And and also, I love that we're talking about voice and voice platforms today because you and I met and fell in love on Clubhouse. We did. So I appreciate that so very much. But I was having to introduce myself for the 19,000th time. And I'm like, I'm getting bored with my own intro. It sounds great the first 50 times, but snooze. And so I said something yesterday about like hitting pain points with grace instead of with a sledgehammer and like everybody started doing their little like mute bump clapping and i was like damn did that just come out of my mouth but you're so right it comes out when it's being witnessed it's that instant not instant validation necessarily but instant effect when you say something and it resonates it's got that electricity behind it you can feel it yeah. And I think, and I think that's the thing. Sometimes we're, we're waiting for things to be perfect. And, you know, like, like everybody says, it's, it's when you're in the action, it's when you're in the, you know, you're actually kind of doing the do that the great ideas come or the great messages come when you're out there talking to people and you, it's just like, it just all of a sudden, you know, it comes to mind and you're like, oh my gosh, like, that's so incredible. And I love it. I have to write it down right now. And sometimes I find people saying, oh, Suze, what did you just say? Like that was gold. And I'm like, I can't remember, like it's gone now, but it's like when you're in the moment. And I think that you've just got to realize that you have to speak more in order to hone your message. You have to speak more in order to really land on that message that will be you. And I just want people to know that that's an evolution. Like when I first started my business, I can't remember what my strap line was. I call it a neon sign. I'm like, if you had a single neon sign flashing above your head that tells people who you are and what you do, what's your brand promise, tell me what that is. Cause I'm like, strap lines are so boring. Um, so, so for me, you know, that's something that I think is really important. And when I first started my business, I had something. And then I remember thinking to myself, once again, just like in a conversation, if I really want to take my business to the next level and not for it just to be fine, yeah. Like my business was fine. It was making money at the time. Um, but but if I really wanted to go bigger, I had to play bigger. Like I had to yes. make decisions to get uncomfortable, do things I didn't know how to do, like take those big steps and brand bold, which means to, you know, want to talk about the key things that I talk about wherever I can and do things differently to other people as well. So that was the name of my first book. And it was just through conversations that that came out. And then the second book title came through a podcast conversation as well, which I'll take a look at, maybe refine and see. But there's been so many instances where it's been in conversation. And then also, like now, if you go to my website, it's got building confidently bold brands. And it's because people used to come to me and say, Suze, I want to be bold like you. I want to be confident like you. I want to have a confident brand like you. And so it was through their feedback about what I was saying and doing that I then got my neon sign now. Yep. And so it's through the speaking and the listening, like you've got to talk in order to get the feedback. And so that's how the sales Academy was named was exactly like amazing. Got that title because people were like, Annie, you just do it so different. You're not sleazy. You're not sleazy. And then they were also saying, I don't want to feel sleazy. They kept using the word sleazy, 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 sleazy over and over and over until finally I'm like, what am I going to call this? That's going to get across the idea that it's non sleazy. 
Mm-hmm. And then question. like the the light bulb like went up above my head, burst into flames and lit my hair on fire like, hey, idiot, call it the non-sleazy sales academy. And I was like, Love oh, no, that freaking works like that works. Yeah. But those little nuances of language and style and those little details that are so exceptional, both in what you're hearing, like what you're talking about with bold or with non-sleazy, but also at the same point in, in what's going out like when i used to write in a previous version of my business i wrote web copy for years and years and years and years and when i would take notes all i would do is i would write down my clients phrases i would not write down anything else other than their own phrases and then i would string them together read them back to them and they would be like weeping and applauding and like crying on zoom this was freaking years ago like when zoom was new like oh my god i can't believe you wrote that that is so freaking beautiful and i always felt so like gleefully goofy because i'm like y'all you just paid me to take your phrases put them in some sentences and feed it back to you. Like that is hysterical, but I do the same damn thing. Like when clients will send stuff to me to review, I'll be like, this copy is amazing. And I'll be like, Annie, you wrote it. And I'm like, oh, good. At least I'm consistent, you know? I love it. Well, Annie, you know something like when I first started my business, I'm like, I was just doing business and brand strategy. And I was like, yeah, this, like this, here's your brand strategy from our session. Here's your business strategy. And then I would be waiting for them to implement it. And I'm like waiting and waiting. And then I'd be like, ah, Hey there, like what's happening. And they'd just be like, I just don't have the confidence. And so I'm an ex recruiter, previous Mm. life ex recruiter. So my world is all about asking questions. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I, that was my job. I am was looking asking for questions. those distinguishing nuances, looking for those distinguishing details. Yeah. And so what I did is that over a period of time, now it's over a hundred women, I interviewed over a hundred women, like on you know, on the phone at the time, because um, this was like five years ago, six years ago. And I asked them like 20 questions and I have got the most ginormous spreadsheet that I still have. It's an Excel spreadsheet where I had all of their names down one side, all of the questions up the top. And then as they were, uh, as they were talking and I obviously told them, like it was all anonymous, like, you know, I never shared who I did the interviews with, but I still use that spreadsheet today. Mm -hmm. And we were talking a little bit earlier and I was saying to you, you know something, the reason that I'm so passionate about helping small businesses or entrepreneurs to become confident speakers is because my purpose, and I got this from those hundred plus interviews, is to support women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claim their space with confidence. It is stuck on my calendar next to my desk. I look at it every day and I ask myself when opportunities come up, when I'm on Clubhouse, when I'm doing anything, am I fulfilling that purpose Mm -hmm. by doing what I'm doing right now? And the reason is because when I spoke to those women, so many of them just said, my voice doesn't matter. I don't feel confident enough to, to take, to take up space. I feel like I, like, I just want to quickly say what I say so that, so that people don't think that I'm talking too much. Like I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to, to think that I'm trying to get attention or whatever. It broke my heart. Like we were talking about the fact that we're second generation speakers. So 
I grew up in a Baptist home. My mum used to run Bible studies with women where there'd be like 300 women every single week where she would do a lecture. She's like, you don't mess with my mother. She's like like a badass. She's amazing. Um, But she's like, she's so passionate about what she does. And she's so passionate about sharing the message that she's got because she knows the impact that she can have. And that's the kind of confidence, that's the kind of thought process I want speak like business owners to have. You are here. You are doing what you're doing because you have something of value to say. Your voice matters. What you have to say matters. You can claim your space with confidence and you are worthy of taking up that space. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who's come from a very practical business and brand strategy background, I was just like, you know, I've been so blessed to have a mother like I had to have female and male leaders that constantly brought me to the table so that my voice could be heard. So I just didn't, I hadn't come from a background where I didn't think that what I had to say was of value. And there were so many people out there, men and women, who believe that their voice doesn't matter. And I am on a mission to tell you different. I love that we found out in the pre-chat that we're both children of speakers, specifically children of women speakers. My mom. Hi, mom. Kathleen Pasanisi, a very freaking hilarious, decorated, Hall of Fame, now retired speaker. Um, and, And I think that has to be part of my willingness to not that I don't get not that I don't get scared, not that I'm not afraid of rejection, not that I'm impervious to vulnerability or any of that shit, because I'm absolutely not. But I think one of the big gifts of my childhood, of which there were many, because I know my mom's going to be listening. Hi, mom, again. Um, hey, Annie's that, mom. Right. Is that <laughs> I, I said, get, hey, Annie's mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. She's going to be like, oh, hi, Suze. And now she's going to walk around and be like, my friend in Australia. I'll be like, she's my friend, mom. Anyway, we are off the rails. I am so grateful that I grew up in an environment with such an example of not only your voice mattering, but your voice being impactful, your yeah. voice being potentially life changing and your voice being a way to make yourself a real good living. Yeah, 100%. And I kind of want to go back to something that you said is that, you know something, I really want to I want to teach people to reframe as well because, you know, even on Clubhouse now, like I'm running rooms that are like how to become a more confident speaker on Clubhouse but just in life in general. And the reframe is, you know something, I have spoken since I was 16. I was a school debater. And and I always remember, we'll get into that in just a second. <laughs> I always remember my debate teacher who was uh, Miss David, four foot Indian woman, always used to wear a red sari, absolute pocket rocket and dynamite in small package. <laughs> I tell you what, but she was like, Suzanne, like, you know, make your point, be convincing, be passionate, speak from the heart. Like you are here to say something and I want you to say it. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, talking about that. That's not important. Focus on what's important. She was so amazing because I was always the second speaker, which means that half my speech was written and half was rebuttal of what oh the first speaker. God. So I had to listen and respond. Mm-hmm. So that was something that she taught me. But the other thing that she said is that we don't get nervous. We bring our energy. And so before you get Whoa. on stage, you're not, you're not scared. You're not scared. That's not fear. 
that is energy and adrenaline running through your body to prepare you to be an incredible speaker. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't have the same energy coming out on stage. So I want you to reframe. That's not fear. That's not nerves. That is energy preparing you to be a great speaker. I think you just named your third book live on my podcast. See, now I don't even know what that would be. I just talk. Bring your energy. There you go. My third book is going to be about building a, a bold personal brand. So it is going to be Bring about bringing your energy. Your en- Thanks mean, for naming my book, Annie. You named it. I just listened exactly like what we were just talking about. We just proved the point we made live on the show. I freaking love it. And now on that note, we can transition to today's pop culture topic as I am so thrilled with us right now. I'm like beaming. So okay. Hold on. I got to be a serious podcaster now. Suze, what does being a bold brand and a strong voice have to do with America's songbird, Lady Gaga? Oh, when you asked me this, I was just like, that's gold. So for me, when I look at Lady Gaga, whether you like her or you don't, you cannot deny her ability to be a bold voice wherever she is. So, you know, we all, if you followed her at all, we know the story that she was bullied in school. They had a Facebook group about her. You'll, you know, Stephanie, whatever her surname is, will never win an Oscar, etc. which she said on the stage when she won the Oscar. And I was like, you go, yes. Underdogs yeah. and bullied kids of the world were like, ha Yes. Stars. So good. But for her, you know, something she never gave up. She knew she had something to give. She knew that she had a powerful voice and she did what she had to do in order to get to where she wanted to as well. So she's obviously been a singer. She decided she was like, I thought I was a rubbish actress, but then obviously, you know, she was in and the movie's just totally, what was it called? Like I was a so in love. A Star is Born. I freaking love that movie. I was so biased against that movie. Oh, I love that movie. I was so biased against it because it is a remake of a remake of a remake, number one. Number two, I'm like, girl, Gaga, you are amazing. You are not Judy Garland and you are not Barbara Streisand. Like, stop it. Just stop. And so I was so biased because Babs is Babs and Babs is queen. Okay, she just is. And Judy was I'll remember her. And and so I was I was so predisposed to hating A Star is Born. And then it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> she was so good. She owned it. Oh, she did. And speaking of owning it, I love that we're talking about Gaga today because on day of recording is the American inauguration of our 46th president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., at which Lady Gaga sang her beautiful, majestic throat out, singing the American National Anthem. Listeners around the world, and and for Americans who will be hearing this month later, go back and watch that clip again, because I think it is a masterful representation of balancing your own tone with your environment, because she doesn't yes. over-sing it, but it's undeniably Gaga. If you weren't watching and you just heard it, you would know it was her. But she gives such reverence and respect not only to the moment, but to the song, that it's just like, damn, Gaga, you can stand out and blend in at the same time. Yeah. 
And you know something, this is something I was talking about the other day and I wrote about it on Instagram this morning. What you talk about and your voice and the message that you have, well, number one, you need to read the room. But secondly, how is what you're doing, saying and talking about and showing up, helping others to shine? How is what you're doing in service, helping others to shine in a way that works, not only for you, but more, how are you lifting them up? How are you putting them forward? How are you helping them win and helping them rise? Yeah, because when I talk about being a speaker, it's actually not just, it's not about you being the centre of attention. It's about you connecting with your audience and helping them to move forward in some way. And I think what you just said about Gaga, she can be the, you know, the brightest star in the room if she chose to be. But she was there today to serve and to help Biden rise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because I saw her years ago live at Lollapalooza and she was like covered in fake blood, dry humping a stage under a statue of the Virgin Mary. Like this was around the same period of time when she wore meat. Like in that, in that Bjork swan dress, Gaga meat era. Yeah. Um, which was obviously so outlandish and so, so much. But then to see her today, she has also evolved. She has also refined her voice and now is lending it to others. And I think that's such a beautiful example for what we're talking about because I think there's a big misconception in this fear of visibility place that you see and this sales avoidant place that I see where we say, if I stand on this soapbox and if I raise my voice, if I draw attention to myself, I am stealing that light. I am stealing that spotlight from others. And that can be true if that is your goal. But if your goal- Right, but you can bring your light and share it with everything around you. Think about all the celebrities who do incredible charitable work or incredible activism because they have the light and they spread it around. And and so I think that's so amazing to see the girl who used to like writhe around in blood wearing meat now stand in front of a very scared nation and sing in such a regal way. Just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. And also, sharing light or stealing light is the plot, the central conceit of all versions of A Star is Born. So we found a way <laughs> to bring it all back together. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. And, yeah, I just think going back to what you said as well, you know, it is it is that intention. That intention is so important. And you can hear it. We were talking about Clubhouse and you can hear somebody's energy in their voice. Yes. Um, and I think that when you stand up and you go on stage or you speak or whatever you do, people can hear your intention. Mm. They they can see and feel your intention. So if your intention is to serve and support others, It's visible. So don't worry that people are going to think that you're trying to steal the spotlight or that you're trying to be the center of uh, attention if your intention is to serve and help and share. Yeah. And so, you know, even today, you would have seen Gaga's intention, Mm -hmm. which is why you feel the way that you feel about what she did. Yep. And, And it's also just so amazing when two voices come together. And that is part of the reason why 
I have this very podcast. So I love how meta we're being today. We're being like layers upon layers of like speaking and clubhouse and connection and voice. Like it's been like a very uh, inception, like the top is spinning and we don't know what level we're on. And I'm <laughs> cool with it. Like I'm 100% cool with it. Now I have a question for you. Mm. The next big speaking gig of your life. You can decide if it's in person or virtual. I don't care for the matter of this question. But the next really big, like bucket list, huge, OMG, amazing, bring your energy because you're going to be scared out your mind, speaking gig. You are limited in wardrobe to a classic Gaga ensemble. What are you wearing for this speech? Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go. She was wearing a lavender, like incredible ball gown. I don't know if it was in the movie or if it was like at the Oscars or where, but she was in like this winged top half fitted ball gown kind of thing with her hair up. I'm totally, I love glamour. I'm all about the glamour. So I, I'm just like, I'm just going to envisage that I'm speaking at an incredible award ceremony. I'm the keynote speaker about, you know, claiming your space and using your voice. And, uh, and I'm wearing a Lady Gaga lavender ball gown while everybody's Heck in yes. black tie. Heck yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, I show up in like the bad romance white spiky thing. And I'm like, hi, girls. I love that. You look stunning. And I'm like, hi, hi, hi. No, I think honestly, I would probably go with the um, Tony Bennett duet era. Very quaffed, very... I just love her classic. Yeah, when she does classic, she does it good. Like that lavender dress was very Grace Kelly-esque. Yeah. And I think her Tony Bennett stuff was very like, like beautiful jazz club, very like chic. It was. Chic modern, like so good. It was very Marlene Dietrich, like very done and like gorgeous and regal. Love it. I love it. So, all right. You and I could clearly talk about this. Until somehow Chicago and Australia wind up on the same time zone, obviously. Could happen. Uh, But that's not a great idea, so I am going to let you go. But my question is, what is the best way for our listeners to start a conversation with your voice? Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. I hang out on Instagram the most. um, And you're more than welcome to drop into my DMs. And if you're really game, you can send me a voice DM. Just telling me what was your number one takeaway from this podcast so that you start to use your voice more if it's not something that you do a lot. And can I just tell you, voice DMs, they're the bomb. You need they to be are. doing it if you're not. Yeah. They're gorgeous. It's it's the same thing. It's such a beautiful, tangible, quick, easy, free way to send someone a little pocket of your energy. So yes, get into her DMs, y'all. Leave those voice messages. And if you are on Clubhouse and you can't find Suze, just follow me because I follow her into all of her rooms because I am a Suze Clubhouse junkie. So if you can't find Suze, come through me. And we will have to have so many more conversations in the future. Suze, it's been an unbelievable pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you. 
everybody, I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listeners. Lover or hater, one thing I've always respected about Lady Gaga is that she owns being polarizing. She whips up an adoring fan base in the same breath as calling her haters out in her Oscar speech. It's a masterclass, not only in the power of weird, but more in the power of our topic today, using your voice to make your mark. As the victim of relentless childhood bullying weren't we all, I have intentionally avoided rejection for much of my life. Hardcore. But as we touched on in the episode, my business really only took off when I decided that what I thought of my business and my value and how I slept at night about how I delivered that value was of more value to me than a YouTube troll's opinion. So your homework this week is to bravely do something that you know isn't for everyone. Now listen, you don't have to be mean, you don't have to name names, you don't have to wear meat or hump your preferred platform, but inspired by Suze, how can we take a bolder stance this week? What truth is lurking in the shadows that needs to be exposed? What industry standard actually makes you pretty darn punchy? And how can you do the exact opposite? How can you raise your voice in support of something that actually matters? Your voice may shake and your followers may not initially understand, but you'll be so relieved and proud once your stance is out there. Just remember to bring your energy. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. If you struggle to sell because you don't know how to put a price on all that goodness in you and you don't like the way that your competitors do it, I have great news for you. You can find my free challenge, Making Selling Easy Without Getting Sleazy, anytime at www.anniepruggles.com dot com slash easy not sleazy our show is edited and produced by andrew sims of hypable our fabulous theme tune is by riley horbacio who i found on fiverr our gorgeous podcast art is by francois vigno who i found on upwork and our marketing team is led by the unbelievably life-saving nick bonitatibus don't forget to check today's show notes for more information about our fabulous guests plus some continuing resources and some Etsy finds from other super fans of today's topic. All pop culture elements mentioned in this episode remain the sole intellectual property of their respective owners. I do not own them, so please don't sue me.